This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. We are going to have a great guest for this episode. Our guest received his PhD from the School of Physiotherapy, University of Otago, New Zealand. Then he was as postdoctoral researcher fellow at Umeå University, Sweden. He has worked as a clinician and academic in various professional capacities in India, New Zealand and Saudi Arabia. Currently, our guest is working as an assistant professor of physiotherapy at the College of Health Sciences, University of Sarjah in United Arab Emirates. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Professor Dr. Asogan Arumugam. Welcome. Uh, good morning, Oli. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for this lovely introduction and an opportunity as a guest at this podcast. It's it's good that we could meet and talk today and hope we would have a good conversation about the ongoing research on physical activity here. Yeah, great to great to have you. We had scheduled this couple of times and had some backlashes, but now we are here. So should should we start about a little bit about your background? You have been in many different countries and many different positions, so I think it's uh, interesting to hear about that. Yeah, sure. Um I did my bachelor and master's degrees in physiotherapy in India. Uh, during my master's, I studied orthopedics and manual therapy at the Manipal Academy of Higher Education. After that, I was working as a clinician for two years in India, then moved to New Zealand to do my PhD at the School of Physiotherapy at the University of Otago in New Zealand under the supervision of Associate Professor Kizalasol. At the time, I was looking at uh, biomechanics of the lower limbs, and also the effects of external pelvic compression on hamstring activities in individuals with and without hamstring injuries. Then I worked as an assistant professor in Saudi Arabia for one year. Then I moved to Sweden to do my postdoctoral research fellowship in physiotherapy at Umeå University under the supervision of Professor Charlotte Hager. Then I came to United Arab Emirates. During my postdoctoral research fellowship, I was looking at uh, lower limb biomechanics, and also associated brain activation patterns in individuals with anterocruciate ligament reconstruction. Um, followed by that, I came to UAE to work as an assistant professor of physiotherapy at the University of Sharjah in Sharjah, United Arab Emirates. Uh, now, I have been here more than three years, and it seems to be good. Yes, so interesting, interesting background, and and you are now working in the United Arab Emirates. How is the how is the academic life life there? Academic life at the University of Sharjah is really good. Uh, we have we have a lot of opportunity to do research. The university gives a lot of granting opportunities, so we can apply for funding. So the different grants include seed grants, competitive grants, collaborative grants, and targeted grants for research groups. We can collaborate uh, with uh, 
other researchers across the globe and apply, apply for a combined funding to here. So it's partially funded by the university, some of the projects. So we have chances for both internal and external fundings together to work here. Uh, here we do teaching, research, student advising, community services, and administrative services as well. Sometimes you'll be involved in some committees of the college. I'm involved in, involved in faculty development committee here, so I work with it as well. And also part of the ethics committee I work here at the college. So it's multitasking at the same time. Uh, it is challenging, but at the same time rewarding when you see the outcomes of research at the end and also the feedback that you hear from the students and the colleagues here. Mm. So the funding funding landscape is quite good, and you said that you can apply for collaboration outside. Are, are you looking for certain kind of collaboration? Maybe there's some listeners who might be interested. Yeah, we are looking for collaborators across the globe. Okay, so now my main areas of interest include physical activity research, and soon I'll be continuing some of the biomechanical research activities because uh, we have a new lab coming up here for biomechanics too. And I'm involved with the research group here at the college. So we have neuromusculoskeletal rehabilitation research group with collaborators from different faculty members of the college, mainly from physiotherapy department. Mm. Yeah, and and it's quite interesting that you have worked in in different continents. I think three different continents, even even what what are your experiences of differences? I think not many academics have been in three different continents. It's it's challenging at the same time. It makes you a better researcher and a clinician, and also a, an academic as such, I guess. Um, I have seen a great improvement when there was a transition from uh, being in India for my school life, bachelor and master's to a Western country. I've seen a great improvement in my research, teaching and academic skills. Most importantly, I learned the importance of teamwork, organization, planning and time management. Moreover, to remain humble, honest and integrated at all circumstances. Uh, to be open for criticisms, because I believe there is always a scope for improvement in whatever you do. And I learned to become more resilient to rejections and failures, which often you face in research. Um, and uh, it, has a, it has been a learning curve. There has been ups and downs. And it's a learning experience for my academia as well as my life. And I keep learning every day, mm. wherever I go. Yeah, so, sounds good. And and you mentioned that earlier you have done more biomechanical research and, and now you have moved more to sedentary behavior and physical activity. Could you tell more about this transition? Was it due to your research position or how did you end up changing it a bit? It's a trade-off. So one, you had to go with the interest that you have all the time. Sometimes you have to make best use of the opportunities that you have. So I started working with biomechanical research tasks. So it started in New Zealand and continued in Sweden too. I looked at people with hamstring injuries and also those with anterocruciate ligament reconstruction. So when I came, came here to the United Arab Emirates, the first and foremost opportunity that I need to look for, what I could do with the f- available resources here. I didn't have a biomechanics lab and we have applied for it and soon we will have it at our university. And one of the sustainable developmental goals of the United Arab Emirates 
is to ensure healthy lives and promote well-being at all ages for all people here. And the challenges for this sustainable developmental goal included a rise in obesity, physical inactivity, and unhealthy dietary behaviors of the population here. So they needed people to look at it, and it's important for the government to promote healthy well-being of people living in this country. So as a physiotherapist and also a researcher, I thought it's important to look at physical activity. And one of the important things that I learned uh, during my work in different regions and continents across the globe, it's important to maintain work-life balance and also to maintain your health. So one of the things I always rely on is physical activity when I'm stressed or and I'm not feeling really good. So I think it's important to have physical activity as part of your life for everyone to prevent non-communicable diseases. And, uh, and it's important for the countries and it aligns with the sustainable developmental goals of the United Arab Emirates. So I took this as part of my seed grant. I started with that. Uh, we started looking at physical activity levels of university students here. And we also started looking at physical activity levels of uh, Emirati women and now one more project we are going to start on physical activity levels of uh, patients recovered from COVID-19, those who had short COVID as well as long COVID. So this is the transition, but still I'm continuing part of my biomechanical research with my collaboration with Umeå University in Sweden as part of my postdoctoral research. Still I'm continuing some of the data there. Mm. And I, I think it's you don't want to have too many lines of research because you cannot pay, be expert in too many. But I think you bring the physiotherapy understanding and daily activity. I think they they complement nicely each other. And maybe we can talk a little bit about your studies. So you had some studies with the students. Should we start start with that one? Yeah, uh, because. Uh, we wanted to make best use of the resources and uh, the personnel that we have. And uh, we get students for research. We have student projects for bachelor students in the final year. And also we have master students and they need to do a thesis to complete the master's course. Um, so one of the projects with my undergrad students, we looked at concurrent validity between Google Fit and uh, Axrometer, the one that we have is the Fibian that we started with in the beginning. And we wanted to compare how far uh, the one that we measure with uh, Google Fit using a smartphone is correlating well with objective measurements using an Axrometer, which is claimed to be much more accurate and precise. Um, but we found that the Google Fit did not provide the same estimate similar to Fibian. We looked at sedentary and upright activities, energy expenditure. We gave some simulated tasks that resemble activities of daily living in lab environment, uh, such as lying, standing, sitting, walking on overground, walking on treadmill, and also stack climbing and cycling. So some basic activities that resemble activities of daily living. And we looked at the energy expenditure between the devices. In general, um, the estimates from the Google Fit were compared to low compared to the Fibian. So that's what we found from that study. In another master's project, uh, we have been looking at physical active levels of Emirati women. Then one of the common recommendations is to exclude nighttime data 
from physical activity data to prevent confounding or conflation with the sedentary time variable. So we looked at a group of women, for example, 31 women we took for that study. We compared uh, all the variables, sedentary and upright time, without removing nighttime data and including nighttime data and see was there a difference. Indeed, there were differences for most of the variables, except for some variables such as cycling and also high intensity activities. So it's important that we must exclude nighttime data. Uh, but we use standard nighttime data exclusion. For example, we remove data from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Uh, it's also better if we could, it's possible for us to look at uh, subjective diaries and look at exactly what time they went to the bed and got from the bed to remove it and see the future studies. And uh, we have studies going on, as I told, three other projects. Are you a medical doctor, physical therapist, personal trainer, or someone else helping individuals in making a change towards a healthier, better life? Imagine a behavior change tool designed for professionals like you to help your clients achieve better results and at the same time provide you with more income. Fibian is that tool. It offers an evidence-based way for health and wellness professionals to extend their services into coaching. The only thing your client needs to do is put a tiny Fibian device into their pocket for a week. The device collects objective physical activity data from your client. Fibian helps you to educate and coach your clients through this change towards a more active and healthy life. Strengthen your expert status. Distinguish yourself from the competition. Order Fibian now at Fibian.com. Yeah, if we if we first talk a little bit more about this Google Fit study, so where did the people? I guess it was from the smartphone that it was detecting the activity. Where did the people keep the phone in in your protocol? They keep kept their phone on the trouser pockets, okay, during the tasks that we gave to them, and it was fully observed that all the tasks were performed under observation. And um, the devices were given and they were monitored. The whole study took around two hours for each participants. And we need to measure vitals in between each task because they have been doing some moderate intensity tasks as well as light intensity tasks as well. Hmm. And and how do you see it? Like the smartphones have pretty good accelerometer inside, but usually you cannot control where the device is in normal free living conditions because people are using the phone a lot so sometimes it's in their hands sometimes it's on the ear sometimes it it is on the pocket sometimes it is on the table so how do you see this can can it actually in free living give give valuable information because we don't really know where the phone is one of the important considerations in physical active research is that the position of the sensor that you use so the reliability and validity of the measurements also rely on the position of the axrometers. So it's important to standardize where you keep it for research. But as you said, it's difficult to maintain that for free living conditions. They might keep it in trouser pockets or they might keep it in hands or they keep it on a table. And uh, in order to measure consistently, they need to keep it at one place. Okay? So it's important. The position of the sensor is important, I guess. And that will affect the validity of the data they have at the end. 
and and I think you mentioned quite many tasks when you simulated the daily life. How did you choose this kind of kind of protocol? What were the considerations when you when you planned the planned the protocol for the study? Okay, the tasks basically choose chosen to resemble the activities of daily living. That's the most important thing for us uh, because that's what people do every day. And if at all, they have to measure with the smartphone, and it should be able to resemble the activities of daily living so it increases the external validity so those tasks were chosen based on that and indeed we consulted uh, your team as well including you when we decided the task we sent an email to ask whether these these tasks are fine uh, because we wanted to look a wide range of tasks ranging from light intensity sedentary uh, to moderate and high intensity tasks as well uh, but we found that most of the tasks Okay, though we thought they could go up to high intensity, but still they maintain within moderate intensity. So that's what happened. And and you have students as a participants. Were they? Did you choose them randomly, or were they active type or inactive? How how was the selection? Uh, it was a convenient sample. So we advertised in the university through emails on university notice boards and also by word of mouth, and they contacted us. And um, it was a mixed population. And and how is it? I I haven't been in United Arab Emirates, but I I assume there's quite the hot weather. How how do you see it affecting the physical activity of of students and and general population? Is it is it less because of the of the heat? Yeah, during summer season, it might be difficult during the daytime to exercise outside. But it's quite popular among people to exercise indoors, and they use outdoor activities in the early morning and the evenings. You can see people walking in the streets, walking in the parks that are available for them to use, and some people used to jog. And also, it's it's a habit for many of them to work in gyms, gymnasiums, and also open environment if possible in the evenings and mornings. But still, people are getting aware of physical activity. Yeah, yeah. And how how is it in the in the daytime? Can you, for example, go for a walk outside from the office, or is it is it way too hot to go outside in the daytime? In summer, midsummer, it's a bit difficult to walk outside in the daytime. Maybe you can manage up to five to ten minutes. But still, we can see people working during summer outside. We have blue-collar workers who work on the gardens, who work on the roadside. There are people with productive clothing. They work, uh, but dehydrating. Um, you need to hydrate yourself enough if you have to go outside on a sunny day. Yeah, I I can see easily that. And and then your other study was with Emirati women. How how is their sedentary behavior and physical activity in general? I think there's some cultural differences probably, and then also the temperature, the heat. Yeah. Um, so we recently completed a physical activity analysis of um, around 160 Emirati women working in desk-based jobs. Um, so we recently completed the analysis. It's part of a master's student's project, and she's going to submit a thesis soon. In general, we didn't find much vigorous physical activity in this population. Uh, there was an increase in sedentary time because basically they had a desk-based job, and we looked at the various uh, factors that could be associated with sedentary behavior in this population. And we have to publish the results soon. Um, but after we complete the 
uh, full manuscript we'll be able to publish soon. You're working on it. Uh, but in general, there was a decrease in the activity levels, moderate activity levels, and also vigorous physical activity levels in this population. They were involved mostly in light physical activities, and also the sedentary time was um, relatively high. And regarding the factors that are associated, uh, we had to publish the results. And and like there's quite a bit bias in the in the research in a way that most of the research studies are done with men and usually with white men. How how much there is, is studies for for example for United Arab Emirates this kind of studies is there is there many studies done done before? Um, as I told you before, we did not find many studies on objective physical activity levels among this population. Uh, there was only one study that has been published recently on physical activity levels of university students, and they compared uh, students who are obese and non-obese, and also they compared uh, boys and girls in the university. They looked at the difference in physical activity. And uh, this study on Emirati women looking at objective physical activity levels is the first one of its kind here, and hope uh, it will have implications for planning physical activity interventions for this population in the near future. Hmm. Yeah, very, very important research that you are doing there. And and then you have also done a review study about prolonged breaking up prolonged sitting periods. Could you tell more about this study? Okay, this paper emanates from a PhD thesis of Mr. Bastran Chandrasekharan, along with um, the supervision of Dr. Chaitra Rao, Manipal Academy of Higher Education. Uh, we collaborated with uh, Dr. Ortha Pesola from Fibian, one of your colleagues. And we tried to answer the research question, does breaking a prolonged sitting improve cognitive functions in sedentary adults? We did a mapping review and formulated some hypotheses on the potential physiological mechanisms that could influence cognitive function in sedentary adults. Um, uh, first of all, we introduce how prolonged sitting increases the risk of hyperglycemia, autonomic stability, uh, inflammation, adverse hormonal changes, and restrictions in cerebral blood flow, and this could alter the cognitive function. We elicited the direct and indirect effects of breaking prolonged sitting uh, that may prevent a decline in cognitive performance by influencing glycemic variability, autonomic stability, hormonal factors vascular functions and cerebral blood flow. Uh, we very much know that physical activity could influ influence physical health as well as uh, cognitive function and mental health. So this is one of the articles we wanted to highlight the importance of uh, breaking a prolonged sitting on uh, mental function, especially the cognitive function in different ways. Uh, we, we just postulated the hypothesis and uh, we need solid research on this hypothesis to prove them. Yeah, I, th I think it's really, really interesting, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there will be a connection. Like, <laughs> of course, you cannot use your own experiences as a proof of something, but I can, I can clearly feel that around 4 p.m., 5 p.m., if I've been not going for a walk, I, I cannot think at all, and then I need to go for a walk of half an hour, and I feel that my brain is kind of reset, that I can think again. But and I, I think many people probably feel the same. We don't know the mechanisms, but I think we know that there's there's something to be be studied. 
it's very true because i feel myself when i feel a bit low or when i feel stressed i always go and exercise it's one of the stress busters for me so i feel a lot of difference if i exercise for 30 to 40 minutes and come back i feel the difference myself as you said uh, you cannot climb based on one person's personal experience it's least level of evidence uh, but that seems to be something behind it and which needs more investigations and there have been studies going on um, in this aspect and uh, and one of the things why i looked at physical activity research as i told you as part of work life balance and also to prevent non communicable diseases as they're rising much nowadays and uh, if you see the a global burden of disease estimates uh, we can see that there has been alarming increase in non communicable diseases across the globe um so especially now cardiovascular diseases for example um that could be hypertensive uh, diseases diabetes mellitus dyslipidemia and so many other ones that could be tackled with modifiable risk factors um such as physical inactivity and sedentary behavior and if you go on with the who guidelines 2020 and it recommends all adults should undertake 150 to 300 minutes of uh, moderate intensity physical activity or um 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity physical activity or some combination of uh, moderate and uh, vigorous physical activity uh, for this duration and this could be of some benefit and it's important to see in this population whether they adhere to these guidelines uh, because it important for promoting health of the population as a whole and prevent non communicable diseases and how how is the situation in united arab emirates in in relation to the world health organization physical activity recommendations do you have this kind of studies showing that how many percent of people are are following the guidelines because we just started with objective uh, physical activity analysis some of the guidelines could be based on subjective uh, physical activity studies uh but when we started looking at objectively we just started from the scratch and we just looked at only a glimpse of it i think we have a long way to go to comment on this aspect uh but recently we must know that there is a transition in the number of weekdays and weekend days in uae uh at least for some of the sectors some people work only four days a week and they have three day weekend uh it could it could be a trade off sometimes people could use the leisure time more now if they have three days off they could get involved more in physical activity and uh, if they're doing it or not we need to investigate and see uh, but uh, hope there could be a positive change in the lives of people uh, with this transition um some sectors work for four and a half days a week and some sectors work for four days a week and they have uh, two and a half days to three days week off nowadays hmm yeah so some some future research needed to see how how is it in relation to recommendations hope hope it is impacting positively on the people here Yeah, the physical and mental health I look forward to. It. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. Or if you would in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, 
So be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.